Today on the podcast, it's election day, so we're talking about politics. What you're about to hear is three women who love the crap out of each other, but also have different political viewpoints. So we're trying to have a completely nonpartisan conversation so that we can focus on our kids and how we can raise civic-minded kids who become educated voters who also hopefully can stay on better behavior than a lot of us have during this election. If you listen to the podcast, you know that our biggest goal is to create a neutral, safe space for everyone to be who they are with no judgment. So in the spirit of that, we are going to try our very best to maintain utter respect for each other as we take on this really tricky topic. Bonus, you're also going to learn some new terminology, like what is a politax? It all starts right now. Let's enter this podcast with love today, with all different viewpoints. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> Welcome to Hi, My Name is Mom. You didn't hear the conversation we were just having before I hit record. There has <laughs> never... <laughs> that wasn't even Loxley. That was, that was Kayla. I, for one, am going to be like, thank God that's over, When it, which is not going to really be over. But I... I can't remember a more contentious election year in my lifetime. We thought four years ago was bad. And it's only kept getting worse and worse and worse with the divide. It's got us talking about what's bleeding over onto our kids. Our country is meant to be not good versus evil, but different candidates, differing viewpoints. And that's what makes it great. So how do we, at a time when there's never been more crap flying around for kids to hear, teach them about what the beauty of a free country and a democracy is supposed to be. I think it's like, I think it's what you said the other day. It's we need to talk about politics without actually talking about politics. How do we talk to our kids about politics without getting into the gunk of it all? We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. You know, guys, I love my statistics. I'm going to start with just some facts from a bunch of surveys that were taken from care.com, just so we have a little bit of uh, meat and baseline before we get started. Yeah. Okay, so according to care.com, when parents start talking about their kids about politics, politics. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Politics is going up the IRS down, running the political. Well, you know what? It's early. It's election day. <laughs> At some point, we're going to build a dictionary. And there's going to be words that should be real words. Politics. Politics. Yeah, that is, that, that is the, that's, that's the fee that someone has to pay if they say something that shitty word. they shouldn't have said. They have to pay a politax. That's right. <laughs> if you start name calling on social media, we're going to give you a politax. You're going to be politax. Okay. okay, here we go. 13% of parents start talking about politics when their kids are between five and eight years old. Um, that's actually younger than I thought it was going to be. Coming from a parent that has an infant, I would I would think 10. But Yeah, no, Mason's, we've been talking about politics with Mason and he's six and he's I mean, we've been talking about it in front of him since he was probably two, so. 
30% start discussions when they're between six and eight years old. A 27% start their kids between nine and 12 years old. And about 40% of children ask their parents about politics. 46% of parents talk to their children about politics. And for those that don't talk politics, almost 90% believe that their children are too young to understand. So that is a, that's a pretty good poll just to get some numbers out there. I'm surprised that there are parents that think their kids are too young to understand because don't you remember being in elementary school and having like student council elections and student government elections and kids understand elections. They understand that there are people that they, they elect to represent them and what that means and how important it is most of the time until you get to high school. And then it's like a popularity contest. (laughs) I'm always on student council. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still a little bit of a popularity contest, isn't it? Okay, so I have an infant. Clearly, I'm not going to talk politics with her yet. Um, (laughs) You're nursing her and you're like, well, here's the issues and here's. (laughs) (laughs) When do you guys start talking about it? Like, what was what was the moment you're like, all right, they understand. Or did it just just always talk about politics with our kids? I've kind of always felt like if we don't explain the party system and the issues in a very elementary and simplistic way to our kids, they're going to hear about that from other kids. Like I have a friend who has across the board staunchly never talked about her political affiliation or her political beliefs with her kids. She lets them form their own opinions. But to me, that's like, well, then your kids are going to go out and they're going to get their opinions on politics or religion or sex or drinking from their friends. And so Adrian and I have always believed that we have to give our kids a baseline of what it is, what it means. And, you know, just, just a, a real kind of, here's what, here's what your civic duty is as an American. And I think they understand that they certainly have come home asking a lot of questions in the last couple of months. So it's obvious to me that they're hearing about certain things from classmates and friends and maybe even their teachers in a very well-meaning way Who knows but yeah we've always talked about it we've never hidden it and we're we're just very open with our kids on that these statistics make sense to me because like so many things i think you talk about it when your kid starts to kind of pick up on things or ask a question or when you just think they've gotten old enough that you need to get ahead of it mm-hmm. and i think that probably is every kid's a little different but it probably is in that five, six, seven-year-old thing. And then when an election year is happening, because if they're six and it's not an election, you know, it's not, and and there was an election year when they were five and they weren't old enough to pick up on it. And our kids have even gone with us to vote when they were like three and, you know, even younger. So you're explaining those things then. You're right. Every kid is completely different. There's obviously votes between these major elections. Um, But these are the ones that I feel like people are talking about and that there's enough talk that kids are picking up on it. We've always taken Rad to vote and talk to him about what that means. And a lot of it has probably gone over his head, but he has seen us in the process of voting since he was very little, but it wasn't until last week when Radley came home with a ballot for a mock election at his school. And the school let us know that there was going to be a mock election this past Monday and that if we didn't want our kids involved to let them know. And it had pictures of each candidate and then their name. And then the kids were going to go to school and circle the candidate that they're voting for. And to me, that meant I needed to have a conversation about how do you decide who you're voting for? And then I thought, were you learning about these candidates in school? Because while our goal here 
is to have a completely nonpartisan conversation. If you're coming from the role of a teacher, you know, like say like a social studies, even if you're treating it as a social studies thing, gosh, even the way history is written is skewed. And yeah. so how do we know what they're learning? And so um, so I found myself wondering how much to say to him. And so the morning before he went to school, I just asked him if he knew he was vote- who he was voting for. And I said, you know, do you want to know who daddy and I are voting for? And do you want to know why? And do you want to know what some things that a president does are? And do you want to know what some potential traits of a president are? And so we had this conversation and it was like super chill. And then then the last thing I told him was, no matter what you decide, the most important thing is to respect that other people are allowed to have different opinions and that doesn't make them wrong or bad. That just means that we live in a country where you're allowed to do that and whoever's elected is still your president. And so I left him with that and I felt pretty good about it because you guys know inclusivity is very important to me. And this is part of that. The good versus evil thing drives me more nuts than anything because it's not what this is supposed to be. Right. Whether or not that seeps in, I think I want to focus on my kids understanding how it is supposed to be and that they can be better than us. Absolutely. So I filter John because he's a lot more vocal about politics than I am, but he's not allowed to post anything online or anything. And I kind of Jen's think, laughing. She's like, <laughs> I, I get, I get John's text thread. I think his outlet has become texting others instead of putting it on social media. I, I just, you know, if that's what he needs so that he Does doesn't he put you on, on those texts, Kayla, she's on. Yeah. Him. With that being said, the news is always on at our house. Um, we talk politics probably every night, but there's no bashing allowed in our house of, of anybody. Our kids are going to hear us talk politics from day one, but I think we'll, we will keep the principle of no bashing. Um, well, that actually even be more strict about it when we have kids, but you saying that, that you, that, you know, you, they'll hear about it from day one makes me curious because I feel like there's an indoctrination of political parties, you know, like you are born into your parents' views. And I actually switched my views mm-hmm. when I got older. And so now quite a few people in my family have shifted the party that they so staunchly supported Yeah, when I was a kid. But it was hardcore one direction when I was a kid. Then it became, I believe something, family believes something different. So we sort of like didn't let that rub too much. Yeah. Because we're like, okay, well, we think differently because we've had different life experiences at this point. Then some families switched over. And now I think all of us have been in these positions where... You might have family, whether it's close family or further removed family, that believes something that at this point is a completely different viewpoint. So much so that you go, well, crazy whoever or crazy whoever, because that's yeah. what it's come to, Can- is that you're, you don't have a differing opinion. You're crazy or evil or whatever. But were you guys, did you guys sort of grow up with sort of a like party? religion being taught that it's, a party was the way and then stuck well, with that? Well, so I will say that my parents are the same of what you just said. They flipped parties. Um, But when I say that, um, they're still 
they're still registered. Like they've never changed what they're registered as. But I, I'm going to just interject and say that I don't think there are parties anymore. I think that it, they're so completely changed from what they started as. I personally wish that you could vote on candidates and on issues. I think you'll appreciate this. Someone put forth some legislation that would change our ballot system. Instead of just being like, I vote for this person, it would be a ranking first choice, second choice, third choice, which I, I kind of actually thought was a really interesting way of voting because there's so many people nowadays that are like, it's this almost like a lesser of two evils. You know, like Rush. Yeah. Rush. Yes. Like that. Yes. It's a cool, <laughs> it really is a cool idea. I think not to, I don't know who wrote the, I don't know who wrote the legislation, <laughs> but I will say indoctrination is not just a family thing. It starts in our schools too. Like our textbooks, as you said, are are very slanted, lots of ways actually. And I grew up in a house that was pretty staunchly one party, but nobody really ever talked about it. I just kind of knew. And then in my twenties, I went to a different party and I registered in a different party. And then in my thirties, I I registered as a different party and in my 40s, I've registered back with one of the others. So it is interesting. That's I've kind hilarious. of hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I've heard people say that, like, as you know, a 20 year old, you think you know this. And as a 30 year old, you think you know this. And when you're 40, you know this. And it is interesting because that kind of has mimicked my life experience. Well, it's also where, how these things life. affect your current life. You weren't thinking yes. about how they affected your kids and your family. And that's where it is okay for people to have differing opinions and different reasons for choosing who they vote for. It's one of the reasons that because of this whole party system and the way it's gotten so convoluted and the way we do have other parties, but they don't matter. One of the things that my sister recommended that I do, there's a a quiz you can take that will kind of lead you to what party you most align with. And that doesn't mean you have to vote for them, but I think for the sake of figuring out what you don't know, And I'm not even going to say which one to go to, but I would say Google it and do like three of them because so many sites, no matter what they are, have their own. Oh, the iStandwith.com? There is one one that is not owned by a single political organization and I can pull it out and find it. It is completely nonpartisan. When I took the quiz, it was neither for me. Yeah, me too. And it was actually very surprising. And I think people who know me personally would be very surprised at what my like actual political beliefs are and what happened. I am surprised by your actual political beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) Political beliefs and like voting though are two totally different things. All three of us regardless of how we vote, believe it's incredibly important to be an educated voter and to go and do your own research and look at publications from left, right, and center. One of my favorite things about us having different viewpoints is that particularly you and I, Kayla, have had such cool conversations where I want to understand why someone that I really care about feels the way that they do, because it gives me insight not only into that person as a friend, but to go, oh, let me look at this from a different angle, from a different perspective. And because we only we only understand inherently like how things affect us. Right. And I that is that is everything to me that you said that I want to understand how someone I care about can think this way. I think if everybody would say that line to themselves before they get on 
their Facebook and their keyboard warriors and sharing memes and calling names and all of these terrible things. Oh, snowflakes, libtards, trump tards, like I all like just they're so terrible. Just erase T A R D from yes from both sides. Get rid please. of it. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of memes, did you see the meme that says, I just want all my gay friends to be able to protect their marijuana plants with guns? Oh my God. That is funny. really funny. That's, that's, <laughs> I, you know what? I can stand by that meme. Yeah, I, 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 that might be a political <laughs> meme I'd share. It's funny as hell. I actually love this question about how vocal are you and do your kids know, you, know who you vote for and do you put signs you in the yard? yard? Sign. Do you post things on Facebook? Do you want me to answer this first? Yeah. So yeah. my kids, they know who Adrian and I both support. Neither of us ever vote straight party tickets ever. We vote issues, not people. Um, and so depending on the election and, and I vote in every single election, no matter if it's just a small local election or, you know, big presidential one. Um, so I tend to talk issues more with my kids than people, but they do know who we support. I post things on Facebook. I feel like that cover kind of a range of, of issues and sometimes sides. I try not to be too divisive in that stuff, but I mean, people these days, I think take, I mean, everything, everything is divisive. Like you could post a Jen, funny thing. I crack up. I will say some of your posts stir the pot and it cracks up. Oh, I, I was just sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, if there's one of us who's going to post something inflammatory on Facebook, it is a hundred percent. I'm like, I'm going to grab the popcorn because Jen's on Facebook. <laughs> the joke is like, most of the time I don't even mean to, I'm just sitting there and I'm like so irritated about something. And then someone will say something that's like a personal attack or a dig. And I'm like, well, now I'm this personal. And now I can't walk away from this because it's personal, you know? But if, you, know. if you hit Jen's button, I mean, look out. Holy it crap. Is, oh my gosh. It's, oh. I look, Kayla goes, get the popcorn. I don't go yard signs. I don't go car stickers. I don't do any of that stuff. Mostly because... <laughs> Mostly because I, I changed sorry, my I love you. Uh, I actually am looking more at the person and going like, who do we want representing our country to the world? And not just to the world, but to our kids. The main thing I'm focused on now is teaching my kid about government, the branches of the government, how they function, how an election works. Um, so but, you don't post anything online, though. Oh, no. Sorry. I got a little off topic there. No, you're good. I Privately, we're happy to talk about who we support right. and why, but we also don't want to get muddled into that divisive thing. It's more about right. that than anything for me is that um, do I think I know the facts any better than anyone else who's posting their version of the facts? Yeah. No. And how yeah, I don't know. I disagree. You research the hell out of everything that you talk about. And a I lot of people that. don't. A lot and of that, people, that don't. A lot is of people true. repeat party lines. I don't know if you guys That's saw, true. but on Sunday... We were all at Home Goods. We'd had a little bit to drink at brunch. And we went to Home <laughs> we're Goods. throwing stuff the in the car. It was so, so much, much fun. Stuff. I saw this little sign that I had walked by three times. And if anybody knows Home Goods, you know, you walk by it once, you come back the next day, it's gone. Yes. But this little sign had been there all three times that I'd been to Home Goods in the span of five days. So I bought it. You bought it. And it's the greatest little sign because it says, be a voice, not an echo. And honestly, if I can raise my yeah. kids to have that kind of like, organic like voice about how they feel about things. And it's with they come from a well-read, well-researched viewpoint, like where it spans multiple publications, multiple news outlets. That's like a win for me. And I think I, that's I how you that. work, Corey. I think yeah. you will go and find the legislation and read it yourself. That's and true. that's the be a voice part. So I do think there are people who 
know things better. It doesn't mean you have to post it on Facebook, although sometimes yeah. I, I choose to, but it, it is, it's, it's, it's be the and voice. I think, you know, and I will, yourself. and I appreciate you saying that, Jen, because I do think that all of us really make a point to, to do what we say in that regard. Yeah. And I really do. Um, but there's a couple reasons that I don't post on socials. The main one being that if I see someone who has really taken time to gather whatever their version of the current truth is, whether or not they got that from a tweet or an actual news publication, it's clearly something they're passionate about if they're going to take the time to post it on Facebook. And so yeah. sometimes those are really ugly, demeaning comments to the other side. Sometimes they're more thoughtful whether or not they're accurate. But I just think I could take a lot of time and try to post something that respects them while also maybe giving them a different perspective. And sometimes I think through these things and then I think exactly how many times have I seen someone post their version of whatever. And in the comments below, people go, oh, oh, now I see. Now I, yeah. now I get it. That happens never. It doesn't. It's one it thing, happens during conversations, but it doesn't. It, exactly. So, exactly. If you're having a conversation amongst people that have mutual respect for each other, I do think like us, like we actually can understand and change our mind because of the respect we have for each other. If that's on socials, it's not going to happen. Now, where yeah. I will say something is issues that I deem personally to not be political, but be human issues. I cannot stand for hate against someone I care about and people coming under attack for who they are. They really are all human issues, though, if you think about it, because even the stuff that's like, I don't know, like left or right, you know, fracking, it's like those things, good or bad, affect someone's livelihood, right? So like everything is personal. And that's, I think that's the hardest part of it. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of being like, here's my political views. Mm -mm. When I was in third grade, I had a Ross Perot sign on my desk. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. That's all I know is it said Ross's boss. That's funny. 70% of the time I am heart overhead like of how, of how I talk. I'm a feeler. And I get my feelings hurt quite a bit when I get on social media, just because I'm a sensitive kook. If someone shares a meme for, for a party that I disagree with, but they're calling whoever believes in this is a, is something or whoever believes in this is something, it hurts my feelings. And I'm like, I like you. We're friends. Do you not know? Like, no, you don't know who I, what I believe or who I vote for. But like, you are literally calling me that name when you post that. Like, you wouldn't call me that to my face. And it really, what's so disheartening is people that I love, that I see all the time, I unfollow them. And then I miss out on what's going on with their family and everything just because I don't want those constant little stings every time I log on to Facebook feel bad that they're posting yeah. something mean. It makes, it drives me crazy and it's ruining relationships. It's ruined. Do like, it's stop? do you think like this week or when the election? No, is it won't right? stop. It hasn't stopped in four years. It yeah. start like it, it won't stop. I posted, I think it was like three weeks ago. It was a funny Reddit statistic. And it said something about 90% of uh, your friends on Facebook won't change their opinion based on your post, but 90% of them will be annoyed when you keep doing it. And so I wish that would sink into people because I probably had 10 responses of 
of friends say, oh my gosh, I know I'm one of those. Ha ha ha. I can't help it. And I'll say, yeah, but you're insulting a lot of people. I'm one of them just so you know. And like, and this isn't a private message. I like, I have told people straight up, um, you know, you insult me every time you post something like that. I just want to let you know, but if you ever want to have a conversation in private, I'm happy to share you know, why I believe what I believe. The um, name calling is just next level. Like, yeah. I've, and I've I said, but when you call this, like yeah, I said, but when you use those names, you're personally calling me names on the hymen name is mom account. I posted, do you bash um, opposing candidates in front of your kids? And what's crazy guys is 37% of the moms that responded said that they do. And I say kudos to you for like admitting saying like, yep, it, that's me. But, well, they might not be proud of it. I mean, plenty of us yeah, do yeah. things behavior that we're not proud of. I'm certainly one of them where it's like, I should never have said that in front of my kids. We also have to remember with the way that makes you feel, Kayla. I mean, the conversation we're having is about pretty little kids. I mean, the oldest of our kids just turned 11. But if you're talking about a little bit older kids who have Facebook accounts and it's just like with bullying, you know, it's like you're a grown up and it still affects you. And that's what we kind of have to remember with being mindful of our kids watching and listening. You know, I even think about the two presidential debates. One was an incredibly, uh, incredibly heated debate between the candidates. And that was reflected on social media. And then when there was a more low key debate, it wasn't the same crazy everybody spewing things on Facebook. So that's where I'm like, I wish our politicians would model better behavior, but because they're not, at least not right now. And having speaking to like four years of this, My hope is that, you know, this is the first four years I can remember my lifetime of this being like this kind of stuff going on for so long. I hope we can go back to a time which is more like what I remember, where people would talk about it around the election time. But that was kind of it, you know, and then. Well, I will say our our media is very divided and it's it's really scary because we you know, all of us working in entertainment. I mean, obviously, we know the difference between entertainment news and news, you know, and and what falls under those different umbrellas. And they're governed differently, right? By like the FCC. So what is new, a news umbrella is very different than an entertainment program. And people, I think most people in the country don't understand that. And they can't, they can't separate that in their heads. And that's kind of a dangerous place to be too. Yeah, it is. But also social media has become news for so many yeah, people. That's terrifying. And so that's another thing where we have to teach our kids. Social media is not fact. It life. is not news. Most of us, regardless of what party we fall in, we want a happy world. We want good lives for ourselves and other people. I really believe that regardless of all of the insults being slung, the majority of us are good people who want our country to be in a good place. And there are outliers that are also instigators of a lot of this ugly, hateful talk. But amongst friends and stuff, like I feel like for the most part, I am able to have civil conversations, if not respectful, with the people Mm -hmm. that I care about. And I think that it's really important for us to remember ourselves and also pass on to our kids that most of us are good people. No one is 100% of anything all the time, right? Including our political representatives. So both sides have good qualities. They do. They're human beings. Like there are good things that each of them have done. And so no one is all good or all bad. And I think we have to get away from that entirely. 
And then really the education to me is at the root of all of it, because while I love the push for everyone to vote. And I think it's so inspiring to see the number of people voting. I'm fearful that so many people are voting that are completely uneducated on who they're voting for. And that to me is very scary. There's no- They vote because a celebrity told them to vote? Well, (laughs) they vote because they're pressured now to vote. Vote, you know, like vote or else kind of culture right now. And while I do think voting is important, I I do. I think it's also, I sort of wish there was some kind of like a criteria you had to, like, do we don't have an exam you have to pass to? Right. To have like, a your vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, what I want for my kids is for them to understand what these, what they're voting for and why and and that can still be personal to them and they can have their personal reasons for doing that but but I want I want my kids to be educated voters and I want them to understand fairness and I want them to understand role models and kindness and respect and it's really that core stuff that I care about. I actually would like don't want them to have opinions hardcore opinions about what's going on right now. I want them to see mom and dad be kind to everyone and respectful of everyone. That's what that's what I really hope for. Did you see the commercial that I put on my IG stories? Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And it, it's not, it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't even tell you who the group was that put it up. I don't know if they're left, right in the middle, whatever. I have no idea. But the it voting actually, shame. It was a voting shame. It was essentially a commercial that said, um, who you vote for is secret, but the fact that you vote is not. Your neighbors, your friends, and your coworkers are going to know if you vote. Well, you know, what's crazy into voting and it's like, that's not, that's you vote because it's your privilege as an American and it's your right as an American to vote. And hopefully we all want to vote, but like the shaming and the, like, that's just, it felt so icky to me. I think if we can just sort of like, like step back from the grossness is what I, it wears me out because I think all three of us are sensitive to the hate Mm -hmm. and I'm especially being pregnant right now. Like I can be very affected by that stuff and I will get really sad about it. And I have to be careful because then like, our, like that's the main thing is like our kids are listening. They do pick up on our emotions. They are going to hear things at school. So get ahead of it. Talk to them about the things they can understand. I really hope that we can create a younger generation where we still have this democracy, but we can have respect for both both sides and they can work together better for positive change and make it about good decisions and bad decisions and things that worked and things that didn't. And like, yeah, it's dramatic. It's all too dramatic. It's so dramatic. I think stereotypes are not going to exist in our house when we talk politics with our kids. Um, because I think there's, I, and you guys know I love the word toxic because I apparently use it every episode. <laughs> but um, I think that stereotypes are so toxic and so just narrow-minded and absolute that they no one really fits into a bubble. As parents who are raising this next generation, if we can teach them that there's more than one angle to look at, at a situation, I, I think our future is going to be pretty bright. Feel like we're already raising a better generation. We are more mindful than we were 50 years ago. Well, one of um, our most basic responsibilities as a parent, as we've kind of touched on before, is to raise children to become adults who can think for themselves, 
who can make good decisions and who contribute to their communities. And I, I love memes, but I saw a meme that says, I don't care who you vote for as much as I care about how you treat others that vote differently than you do. And I that, think that to I me that. sums up how I feel in a nutshell. And I feel like that across the board about things. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's like if we can teach our kids to instead of hating on people for thinking differently, learn why they think that way. And obviously, we're not trying to influence people's decision about who they vote for because we're releasing this on Election Day. But what we can be mindful of is what we scream at the TV as we're watching the results come in. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the last election, I was pregnant and I posted a picture of me holding a glass of wine with an I vote sticker. That way, no one would think I was pregnant. Oh, oh my gosh, that's really funny. I have braced myself for so many of these ads and these debates and now for the election. And really, I just want to watch The Bachelorette. I know. Oh, The Bachelorette is steamy. Well, mm-hmm. actually, uh, speaking of The Bachelorette, my girl, <gasps> Diana was on The Bachelorette. Oh, she was on it? She was on it. Yeah, she came on and talked to Claire. I didn't know she was going to be on there. I'm like, oh, it's Diana. And we're actually going to have Diana back on our podcast here yeah, soon. Yeah. So... Um, oh my gosh, I d- had no idea she was going to be that involved in the episode. And now I kind of want to like pick her brain about that. Um, well, I'm that an episode physical. behind, so I have to actually physically watch that. Okay. Coming up this season, um, if you guys haven't checked out the Adley show, she's hilarious. But we are going to do a video with Adley, an informative video for all mothers. That's all oh, I, I, I can't wait to be informed on this. next week we have an episode with an anesthesiologist it's all things pregnancy and birth related c-section drugs drugs, epidural all things drugs fun drugs so be sure to tune in for that one thank you guys for listening today let us know if we remained nonpartisan. it was definitely our goal because the community we want to grow here is like about loving everyone and And we love each other and we all we do so uh we hope you enjoyed today this is honestly again a real conversation (laughs) amongst friends in front of a microphone like it always is we never know exactly what's going to happen yeah make sure you pay your politaxes everyone (laughs) pay your politax and get out and vote (laughs) oh i love you guys so much And we love all of you guys that are listening. I'm sure there's going to be some entertaining stuff that's going to be posted uh, out of this week. Come follow us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official. If you haven't had a chance to leave us a rating, a review, or click subscribe, please do it. And let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week to talk about Bye. drugs. Bye. Your name is Mom. <laughs> <laughs>